The previous two Mishnayas brought arguments between Mishnah and Beis Hillel with regards to when exactly items are considered to be Huchshur Lekabel Tumah, when they become fit to become Tomei via getting wet with one of the seven liquids that have the ability to cause Hechsher. Hechsher is the term used to describe when a food item becomes wet and thus fit to become Tomei. It's short for Hechsher Lekabel Tumah, which means becoming fit to become Tomei. And like we learnt, it doesn't need to be that the item is wet when the source of impurity touches it. It's enough that at some point that food item had been wet, and from that moment onwards, if a source of impurity touches it, even once it dries up, it will become Tomei. And much of the Masechta discusses that which is learnt from the posuk of Kiyutan, that there is a condition that in order for the liquid to make the food item fit to become Tomei, it must be that either the owner of the food is happy about the food becoming wet, or at least he's happy about the liquid being in its current state. For example, if we're talking about rain, he's happy about the fact that it is raining. He wanted to use that rain for something. So that gives enough significance and power to that liquid to cause hechsher if it comes into contact with food that that person owns. Hanayr agudoshel yorok one who shakes a bundle of vegetables that has become wet, and the water trickles down, it drops from the vegetables that are in the upper part of the bundle, down to the vegetables that are situated in the lower part of the bundle. So there are now some vegetables that are wet as a result of him having shaken that bundle of vegetables. And his intention in shaking about this bundle was to get rid of the water from being on the bundle of vegetables. So to a certain extent, he did succeed in moving the water. The water did separate from the vegetables that it was on. But on the other hand, that water ended up landing on vegetables that are still within that bundle. And he didn't really fulfill his aim in getting rid of the water so that it will shake out of the entire bundle. The lower vegetables that now became wet would be fit to become Tomei. Hechsher does occur because he intended to move that water and the water moved. So that action that he performed to directly cause the water to move down the bundle, we consider it as if he is pleased with the fact that the lower vegetables now became wet because it was caused as a result of the action that he did. Basil, I mean, however, Basil say that in on the low vegetables would not be fit to become Tomei. Hechzer does not occur, since his goal was to get rid of the water out of the bundle, and that didn't happen. And therefore, there's no indication at all that he is pleased with the water being there. Omu Basil, Basil, Basil said to Basil, in order to prove their opinion, the Hakelach. Surely, in a similar case, where somebody shakes a single vegetable stalk, as opposed to an entire bundle. Do we worry in such a case about the water going from one leaf to another? As a result of him shaking that stalk in order to get rid of some of the water, the water, some of it, also ended up moving onto another leaf. And surely even you, Shammai, agree that in that case, the leaf won't become fit to become Tomei. And so too, in this case, we have one bundle of vegetables the water that didn't go out of the bundle and it remained within the bundle, even though it went onto a different vegetable, we should look at all of that as being like one group, one unit, essentially. 
and uh, he didn't really fulfill his aim at all. It's as if the water just moved down the same stalk, but nothing really happened. No result of his action really occurred, so surely Hersher shouldn't happen. said back to It's different, because one stalk is, is one unit. So we don't consider the movement of the water on the same item to be significant at all. However, the aguda, a bundle, contains kalachim harbe, lots of stalks, lots of different vegetables, and the movement of water from one to another is considered to be more significant. Omulahem Hillel. Bishil said to Beis Shammai, let's talk about a different similar case. Somebody who brings up a sack which is full of fruit or produce, and he places it on the bank of a river. We're talking about a sack of produce that fell into a river by mistake, and it obviously got very wet, but it's not yet fit to become Tomei because the owner was not pleased about the fact that it got wet. But meanwhile, he took it out of the river and he placed it on the bank of the river. So the water will slowly drip out of the sack until it will be able to dry. Are we concerned about the water going from the upper part of the sack to the lower part? Surely by him placing that sack down, he is allowing the water to slowly drain out of the sack, but it will cause some water to move about and go on to other produce. Would we be concerned in that case that the fruit will become fit to become tomei? Certainly not, because it's all one sack, it's all contained within the same unit, and in terms of how the owner is looking at it, he doesn't look at each of these fruits as being separate things, and the movement of water from one fruit to another is not really significant for him at all. And likewise, Miss Hill compare this to our case, where there is a bundle of vegetables, and the movement of water from one to another is not considered to be significant at all, because the owner wants the water to leave the bundle. Going from one to another is almost as if the water is staying on that same vegetable, and therefore the result, the goal which he had in mind in shaking the the bundle of vegetables to get rid of the water wasn't fulfilled at all, and thus he is not pleased with the water having landed on the other vegetables, so Hersher should not happen. That having been said, Bishil do add that in a similar case, Hersher would occur. If he brought up two sacks of produce from the river and he placed one on top of the other, he wants the water to drain out of the sack. Now, obviously, the water from the upper sack is going to drain and go into the lower sack and then drain into the ground below it. But the way that he positioned it essentially shows that he wants the water to leave the sack that is higher up, and it's naturally going to go into the lower sack. And in that case, the produce that is in the lower sack would become fit to become Tomei, since he does want the water to go in that direction towards those fruit. Omer says that even in this case, the produce or the fruit that are in the lower sack will remain pure, meaning they will not become fit to become Tomei, because Rabiyasi views it as if it's all part of the same unit. Ultimately, what he wants to happen over here is that the water will go out of the sacks into the ground. By placing one on top of the other, he's essentially viewing both sacks as being like one, and is placing it all together in one place so that the water drains out of all of them. And the way that the owner looks at these sacks is essentially just like one load of produce which are in sacks that he wants the water to leave them and go into the ground outside of all of the sacks. And therefore, it's very similar to the case where there's just one sack or one bundle of vegetables that the movement of water from one fruit to another will not cause hersher. 
one who rubs and presses, he squeezes a leak in order to get some of the water that is in it to come out of it, possibly so that it doesn't get too soggy. Some Mishnahis don't have the word but that's how we're going to read it. One who squeezes either his hair or his clothes after they became wet, and as he was squeezing them, the water went down onto some fruit or other food items. Rabbi Yosi says, The water that comes out of the leek or the clothes or the hair, that would cause hersher if it comes into contact with food. However, the water that remains in the hair or on the clothes or on the leak, even if the water is now in a different position on that particular item, or more water has collected in one part of that item, if that water has contact with a food item, it will not be machshir, that item, to become tome. That means that the item will not become fit to become tome, because his intention that he has in squeezing those different items is that the water will leave and come out of them totally, and to the extent that his aim and his goal is not fulfilled, there isn't really any significance in the fact that he did an action to cause the food to become wet. And it appears that Rabbi Yossi is following the opinion of Beis Hillel in the previous few Mishnahis. Mishnah we are going to explain the first part of this Mishnah according to the way that the Rambam explains it, because the way that the Bartonura explains it presents quite a bit of a difficulty in fitting with other Mishnais that we're going to learn very shortly. One who blows lentils with his mouth before cooking them, in order to check how good quality these lentils are. And the way that he does so is by seeing how much the lentils absorb the vapor that is coming out of his mouth. The air that he is blowing could possibly condense when it reaches the lentils. And the more that the lentils become moist as a result of him blowing on them, the better quality these lentils appear to be. So in this case, essentially the person is interested in the lentils becoming wet. Because by them becoming wet and absorbing and becoming moist, he can tell whether they are good quality or not. Which means that the condition of chiyutan, that the owner is pleased with the food becoming wet, that certainly is fulfilled over here. The only question is whether the air that condenses into water is considered to be one of the seven liquids that are able to make a food fit to become tome or not. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, It would not cause hersher, it would not make the food, the lentils, fit to become tome. In the same way as sweat of a person is not considered to be one of those seven liquids. On the other hand, would occur, it would become fit to become tome, because according to the Chachomim, it's considered to be like saliva. And saliva is considered to be a type of water, which is, of course, one of the seven liquids that can cause hersher. The next few examples of the mission are going to show a very important rule with regards to the liquid, the the owner being pleased about the food becoming wet. And that is, we're going to see a lot of cases where the owner does something with the fruit, which is definitely going to cause them to become wet. It could be he even puts them into water. However, he is not doing so in order that they become wet. His reason for doing this is totally different, and... 
As far as he's concerned, it could be he even he would prefer that it wouldn't become wet. He has a totally different aim in mind. However, the way that he's doing it is something that will definitely cause it to become wet. And he wants to do that action that will definitely cause it to become wet. So is this considered to be being pleased with it becoming wet or not? The first example is one who eats sesame seeds with his finger. That means that with one hand he holds the sesame seeds and he wets the a finger of his other hand and dips it into the sesame seeds that are in his hand. And then he licks his finger. Mashkin shalyodoy, the liquid, the water that ends up in the hand that is holding the sesame seeds, because by dipping his wet finger into that hand, he's going to end up making that hand a bit wet as well. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, It is not considered to be water that would have the ability to be machshir, to make food fit to become tomei, because he's not interested in that hand being wet. He did want his finger to be wet so that the sesame seeds would, sk- would stick to it, but he has no interest in the hand that is holding the sesame seeds to be wet, and therefore it wouldn't cause hersher. The owner is not pleased about that liquid. He hasn't got any advantage from it at all. On the other hand, it would become fit to become Tomei, because although he's not necessarily pleased about that hand becoming Tomei, he is pleased about his finger being wet. And we learned in the first mission of the Masechta that it's enough that the person is pleased about the liquid being in that particular form, or when the liquid is created in that state, when it separates from its previous source. If the owner is pleased at that point, then even if he doesn't derive any satisfaction from the food becoming wet, nevertheless, that liquid still has the power to make that food fit to become Tomei. And likewise, say the Chachomim, since he was happy about his finger becoming wet, and then the finger touches the hand and makes the hand wet, so that is enough for that liquid to have the ability to make food Tomei. Next example, one who hides his fruit or his produce in water because of thieves in order to hide it from them, even though it will definitely make that produce wet, he's putting it into water and he wants to put it there so that he can hide the produce. Since his aim is hiding the produce and he has no interest in them becoming wet, they would not become fit to become Tomei. And indeed, there was a story which occurred with the residents of Yerushalayim, that they hid their pressed figs in water because of the thieves, the Sikorin were a type of bandits or thieves, and the Tiarulahen Chachomim, the Chachomim ruled that they do not become fit to become Tomei. Final example of the Mishnah, one who places his fruit or his produce in the current of a river, in order to bring them with him. He's just using the current in order to make it easier for him to carry them. They do not become fit to become Tomei because, again, he's not interested in the wetness of the water. Rather, he only is making usage of the current and the power that the water brings and that has nothing to do with the fact that the water is wet, and because of that, it would not cause hechsher. The moisture that appears on the walls of a house, or if it appears on the walls of round pits, or long pits, or square pits, different holes in the ground, if there is moisture that appears on the walls, that moisture is pure, what the Mishnah means is it's not considered to be one of the seven liquids that has the ability to make foods, 
Even though water is one of those seven liquids, this moisture is not considered to be regular water. It presumably is from the vapour and the air which condensed onto the walls, and that does not have the same status as regular water. Zeas odom, the sweat that comes out of a person's body, tohoyah, that also is pure, that means it does not have the ability to make things muhshar l'kabul tomah. So for example, shosomayim tomeyim, if somebody drank tome water, which was hot, and that caused that vehizia, it caused him to sweat, the also tohoyah, his sweat is pure, it would not cause hechshar. That having been said, if he himself went into a pool of drawn water, which was very hot, and as a result of that, he sweat. If he sweat immediately after he went into that hot water, then the sweat is considered to have come from that hot water itself. It's a direct result of it, and therefore the sweat would cause hechsher, since it has the same status as the water from which it came. However, Nistapag, if he dried himself off of Achakachizia, and only after that he sweated, so the sweat that comes out of his body then, that sweat does not have the ability to cause Hersher, because it no longer is considered to come from the water in which he bathed. Now, why does the Mishnah talk specifically about water that was drawn? The implication is that if somebody went into water that is in a stream, for example, if it's in the ground, then even the sweat that appears on his body immediately would not have the ability to cause hechsher. And the reason for that is because we're talking about somebody who fell into the water unintentionally, which means that he wasn't pleased about the water leaving its source and now going onto his body. And we've learned that only if the person is pleased about the water being either on the food or about the water separating from its original source, only then does it have the ability to cause hechsher. So if this was a natural stream, for example, then even if it's considered to be water, nevertheless, the person is not pleased about it at all. That's why the Mishnah specifically talks about water that was already previously drawn from its source. It was put into a utensil and taken out of its source. At that time, it already gained the ability to cause hechsher, since at that point earlier on, the person was pleased about it leaving its original source.